Hi, and a reminder to pick up your Callahan coffee. It's simple. And by the way, I heard lots of reviews over the weekend. I told you I saw a lot of people, and they were all telling me how good the Callahan coffee is. Proudly roasted to order in Waltham, Mass. We ensured that you're getting the freshest and highest quality coffee beans possible. Delivered right to your door. Try it. Check it out. Just go to CallahanCoffee.com or click the link in our social media bio to order now. This is the Jerry Callahan Show. All right. Good morning. Good morning. We are a few weeks away from Christmas, so it's starting to get a little chilly out. We still got football in the air. Big Patriots game tonight, which we'll get into later. Um, as everyone across the great, great place at New England, I know, I don't know, you guys definitely are in a state. What are the region of New England? As the region of New England, <laughs> look forward to watching their, their pats in prime time. Zappy led Patriots. Oh, it's going to be a doozy. We'll uh, we'll end with that, Craig. I know you cannot wait to talk some Pats football, uh, Alice. Uh, you don't you don't pay. You got too much kids to pay attention. No, to I Pats, don't right? really pay attention. No. Yeah, yeah. For once, uh, I'm sure people are envying you. Uh, ignorance is bliss with the Patriots this year. Um, but real quick, quick little Jerry health update. Uh, I think you jumped the gun a little bit, Ironhead. You misspoke. Um, he's getting his last treatment. You were right. You were directionally correct. Just a week off. Yep. It's next Wednesday. He's getting his last one. So yep, fingers Wednesday, crossed for the new year. I, I'm guessing. I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, I'm expecting a Christmas miracle. Um, so big, big week next week. Hopefully Jerry wakes up Thursday morning. What's, what's one of his canned jokes singing like he's in the voice or something. Yeah. Something or like that, one of those. He's, he's going to sound like Tangway. Yeah, there you go. So hopefully hopefully he does. Um, we all hope for that. But we should be able to get – the plan is to get a show or two up next week, and uh, Jerry should be back sooner than later. Uh, but let's get into one of Jerry's favorite politicians, not just um, in America, uh, but specific to you guys. Ayanna Presley, um, Jada Pinkett-Smith without any of the talent. Let's, <laughs> let's get into this clip here real quick uh, before we get into uh, breaking it down. That's why we're here today, to introduce the Inclusive Democracy Act, a historic, brand new, first of its kind bill that will end the stain of felony disenfranchisement in America and guarantee the right to vote for incarcerated and formerly incarcerated citizens. Our bill is a reflection of bold, progressive, democratic values. Because with Republicans and the Supreme Court stopping at nothing, to undermine voting rights and to exclude black and brown folks from participating in our democracy, we must do, we must be just as relentless in protecting and expanding access to the ballot box, including for incarcerated citizens. Now, this week, we mark 68 years since Rosa Parks was bold enough to remain in her seat. And despite what history books may tell us, it pause real quick. Pauses real quick. So so far into this, there's already some dirty wordplay. It's very similar to Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. If you said two or three years ago, I'm against Black Lives Matter, you were deemed a racist by people who cannot think past the actual word Black like Lives you, Matter. This you were a, in trouble if you even said All Lives Matter, which presumably includes whoa, Black whoa, Lives. Whoa. That was a no, that was no, a really no. dangerous just, like white supremacist talking point. You can't, didn't even have can't to do say, that. You yep. can say, well, sure, I agree, Black Lives Matter, but what about how about we? Just say all lives matter. No, that even that wasn't okay. I want to go on record. I want to go on record that me and Montante did not touch that live wire. What? <laughs> the all lives matter. 
<laughs> oh yeah, no, Jesus, oh God, um, so, uh, it makes Shattuck's uh, Trump impression look good. Um, so, a few things here. so they're, they're, they're still doing they're still doing the, the wordplay here on a few different things. So the way they named the bill is great because if you just looked at it, you know that's a tough bill to uh, to oppose because the name it means actual absolutely nothing. Her, you know, bringing up Rosa Parks, this has nothing to do with it. This is trying to equate, you know, the troubling times that black and brown people are going through, much like Rosa Parks. Not much has changed. That's disingenuous. That's kind of insulting to uh, Rosa Parks. And the other thing here that she does very, she sneaks it in. She wants people who are once incarcerated to be able to vote. You can. If if Craig, you know, God forbid, uh, gets locked up for, for 10 days, he, he was incarcerated, he can still vote. It's if it's if you're a felon, if you commit a felony, you're conv- found guilty of a felony, you cannot vote. That's a very little slick thing that she threw in there. And then my favorite thing too, it's like yeah, you know, people, if you're incarcerated, you can't vote. This affects black and you know black and brown people. Which if a white guy said that, that could be deemed a little bit racist. So a whole lot of BS being said here. And she's not even done yet. She's getting to my favorite point. And, and the banning on books is a conversation for another day. Uh, but despite what history books may there. tell us and the news may report, <laughs> the civil rights movement did not begin and end with Rosa taking a seat, John crossing a bridge, and Martin leading a march. We are still in the civil rights movement, and Jim <laughs> Crow it. is not behind us. Jim Crow is not behind us when state legislatures and extremist courts act daily to disenfranchise us and to silence our votes. Jim Crow is not behind us when bills like the John Lewis Voting Rights Act are not the law of the land. And Jim Crow is not behind us when the former occupant of the White House can lead a violent insurrection and still run for president while nearly five million citizens can have a criminal record and not even cast a ballot. Jesus. So he got she jammed it all in there. Um. Yeah, that's that's good. If you had a bingo card there of all, you know, Democrat BS, yeah, I think a lot of people would be saying bingo pretty quickly into that clip. Um. Yeah, just absolute absolute lunacy. And one of my favorite things that's included in this, um, Jim Crow era, twenty twenty three, is we need to lower the the voting age to sixteen. It's almost like if your policies are so bad and you can no longer rely on kids getting brainwashed in college. Let's just go after the, the middle schools too, where these people get away from their parents for eight hours a day, and you know they're they're in charge of the mostly left leaning public school teachers. Let's get their votes too, because the people who are out in the real world who vote Republican, uh, who are probably all former Democrats at some point, but they just see how life treats them and mm-hmm. see they're thinking the right way. We can't have that. We have to we have to you know get out their vote with people coming in illegally and with kids voting now. This well, is right. ridiculous. They can't it, convince. So dirty. They can't convince adults that their policies are any good. So they're now having to reach out and convince children to vote for them because they can't figure out how to how to make the country work in a way that adults can see is good for everybody. So, you know, that's that's where they are, is they're now trying to make it so kids can vote because that's the only people who can believe in any of their stuff anymore because they're playing fairy tale politics where everything's you know nice and it, like you said it's all just slogans it's the inclusive democracy act who would ever be against that who would yeah. ever be against exactly. equal pay who would ever be against the voting rights act like because a lot of this stuff has nothing to do with voting rights and has everything to do with screwing up our democracy you know and 
and she's kind of said it all when she brought in Trump and his prosecutions is that their exact reason for prosecuting Trump and all these, you know, 91 felony counts or whatever it is that they cite is deliberately to get him to not be able to participate in democracy anymore. That's their exact plan. And then they go out and they're like, oh, but the murderers and the rapists and the, you know, organized crime kingpins, they can all vote because that's that's fine. We forgive them. But, you know, Trump had a rally that got a little out of control on January 6th. So, you know, <laughs> never again. Insane. It's, it's remarkable. If someone's locked up for you know, a felony serving life and say they've been in there for 16 years, they're not even aware of the iPhone. You think they're informed on politics? They should get a right to vote. Like, it's what's already the logic? bad enough with the people who are out here and can't be bothered to like. Oh, it's it's, it's 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 bad. It's 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 really bad. I think they should make it harder to vote. I'm not even joking. I think you should get in there. There should be like 100 really 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 easy questions. They randomly spit four out at you, and you have to get three out of four right. You know what what colors are on the uh, you know the United States flag? If you can't, how many states are there? Even I think a lot of people yeah. get that one wrong. What country Just are really, we in right now? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like exactly. Just to really, make sure we're dealing really with somebody wants. who's not brain dead, because yes. a lot of really brain dead people vote. But yeah, no, it's a total make non-starter. It harder. Make it they harder. would immediately say like, "Oh, this is just like Jim Crow. This is a poll tax. This is this. This is that." I mean, they don't even want you to have to show ID to vote. They don't even want you know like a signature on the mail-in ballot. They don't want any of this stuff because it makes it harder for them, obviously, to do immense ballot harvesting operations where they're dropping off hundreds of ballots at a time into a drop box that makes it tougher for them to do this stuff. So that's what that's what they want. And, you know, of course, they don't want to do anything that makes it so that only more informed people are voting because that would make their lives a lot harder. Yeah, no, absolutely. And on the topic of misinformed young morons, uh, the White House seems to have a handful of them running around. Uh, This used to be a resume builder where you maybe get them coffee, you hang out, you meet some interesting people, maybe do a couple naughty naughties, uh, and you want to, you know, take your internship and turn it into a career in the uh, cesspool that is the D.C. area. But uh, no more, no more. These interns, these, these interns who grew up in the never hear the word no generation, everyone gets a trophy. Um, they now think that they're policy experts. Uh, and Biden has lost control of his interns. There's no clips or anything to play here. Allison, know you guys right, talked exactly. about this. Exactly. This is NBC News reported this, and I had to like go back and check and be like, is this a real NBC News site? Is this really, this isn't the it's plot the of a Veep episode <laughs> right now? Because um, NBC reported, a group of White House interns joined the growing list of administration officials applying internal pressure to President Biden to call for a permanent ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. Uh, sending him a letter late Tuesday that accuses him of having ignored the pleas of the American people. Like, first of all, are White House interns even administration officials? I wouldn't even go that far. This is, they're just people that pour coffee, right? Like, they're That's, not, you, you they're, they're like the kids of connected people that are every, friends. Every with once Joe in a while, Biden. they're allowed, in, every once in a while, they're allowed in the Oval Office to, uh, you know, inspect the bottom of the desk, but <laughs> yeah, apparently when Democrats know. are president, but yeah, the, can you imagine the self-importance like of Willie. these kids that are only there because their parents like know somebody we, the undersigned fall 2023 white house and executive office of the president interns will no longer remain silent on the ongoing genocide of the Palestinian people. The interns wrote, I mean, can you imagine? They think that they run the administration now. Nobody elected them. They're useless. They, your children, like, you're only there to 
in theory, learn something from the people around you, not to explain to them why you know best. But that's the way the Biden administration is, I guess, is the interns get to run the country. So there we go. I mean, like you say, this used to be a position that everybody recognized. It's completely unserious. And, you know, speaking of uh, treated as unserious. Speaking of Joe Biden, he took questions yesterday and uh, this is how it went here. President Biden on Ukraine and also China. Uh, there's polling by the Associated Press that shows that almost 70 percent of Americans, including 40 percent of Democrats, believe that you acted either illegally or unethically in regards to your family's business interests. Can you explain to the Americans, uh, to Americans, this impeachment inquiry, why you interacted with so many of your son and brother's foreign business associates? I'm not going to comment that I did not, and it was just a bunch of lies. You didn't interact with many of their business associates? I did not. There's what? lies. Uh-oh. He's reeling. Absolutely reeling. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not his good. greatest performance, really. Well, yeah, there's like so many good ones. not the most articulate defense of the Biden family. Well, I mean, there's so much. But this comes on the heels too. The Oversight Committee has now put out evidence that he took direct checks from Hunter Biden's company Mm -hmm. to pay for a car that Hunter was using. And a bunch of people are going, oh, see, so that makes it fine because he was just, you know, Hunter was using the car. So he was paying Joe Biden for the car. Doesn't that just prove that their finances were completely intertwined and Joe Biden was financing Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings? Hunter Biden, as though any of us believed this, was and, just independently yeah. a brilliant international businessman and not completely like, <laughs> Biden, Biden said it a thousand times. He has nothing to do with his business dealings. You know, and by the way, there's a, even before this came out, there's been a thousand other um ways where it's been proven that obviously Hunter Biden is just doing what daddy tells him. It's of bad, course. but he's, lo- he's lost, he's lost control every time, every time. Oh, you, he never met of any of Hunter Biden's associates. Oh, well they met, but they just talked about the weather. Oh, well he never yeah, uh, was involved in any of the payments. Oh, well he never actually took direct money from any of Hunter Biden's business associates. Well, he took direct money, but it was because he and Hunter were sharing a car to do their international business dealings. Oh, well he wasn't president or vice president at the time like i know that he was still politically connected and all this other stuff but and was running for a president but it you know it doesn't there was no reason why any of these foreign business people would for some reason think they could get an advantage by giving hunter biden a bunch of big checks it's so ridiculous and they're like out of answers on this stuff there's no if you don't believe now that the biden family is corrupt you're completely delusional yeah, no, at this point, at this point, you've already accepted it. Uh, you won't tell it out loud. You know, you'll just keep continuing to spin things. But when people that run the justice system don't care and are the ones covering for you, you don't have to uh, really worry about too much about being held accountable. So if you're keeping track at home, add another things uh, to the list of what Biden has lost control of. Uh, add the interns. Uh, doesn't have control of Ukraine. Definitely not the Middle East. Doesn't even control his dog, who's I think bit a thousand people. Uh, definitely does not control Hunter, and he no longer controls his bowel movement. So things are getting even worse in D.C., and the Bidens are spinning seamlessly uh, out of out of control. So speaking of people who are absolutely corrupt uh, and now in politics, uh, Craig's buddy Adam Schiff um, gets confronted, and this guy does it in a very polite way. He's not a maniac because I've maybe it's just me. 
I've a lot of politicians who I don't like. Sometimes I'm in the shower talking to myself, what I would say to them. I would probably come across as a raging lunatic, like I did a few weeks ago at the gym, about the not being able to get in. But this guy did it in the most polite fashion. Watch. Thank you for costing him a lot of legal fees with your subpoena. Look at his face. He just looks more. He looks absolutely mortified. And it's very interesting that all these people that come from these three-letter agencies uh, that come from high roles and then spin it into politics. For whatever reason, they always seem to go into politics as Democrats. I can't figure out why. It's almost like there may be some bias, but when Republicans say that, oh, what are you afraid of, you know, law and order? It's crazy. This guy's an all-time, all-time sleazeball. I don't think he goes any further than he is right now in politics. He definitely has the charisma to be, um, you know, a president. I think this is uh, the top of the mountain for him, but good to see this guy get, uh, you know, called – um, called the recording in, in public all-time loser yeah he's not great and the justice department is so out of control against conservatives right now it's almost good to see conservatives develop a little bit more skepticism of you know the fbi and the doj and realize they're not just local cops doing law and good law and order stuff that th- this is a politicized agency that's completely out of control and is essentially persecuting conservatives in this country. You'd think we would have learned by the time Obama went after people using the IRS and the DOJ, but um, that's why, you know, whoever the next Republican president is has to come in and completely clean house with all these executive branch agencies or, you know, we'll never have the country back. Yeah. And the Kennedys know what happens when you uh, oppose them. Uh, You get, you get shot by, uh, the, the guy, you know, in the passenger seat up front. Um, so let's see, you can't, you can't just completely undermine it because uh, they, they bite back. Uh, but let's go to Wisconsin governor. Um, this is a bill that he was showing off that he vetoed. And you may think, okay, you know, what, what could this be? Um, Wisconsin always uh, up in the air. They has Milwaukee. So you have a chance for Democrats to win, but it mostly it's farmland. You know, think cheese heads and big, big fat uh, white people with German last names. But it's a toss-up state. Wait till you see what this guy is showing off this bill that he vetoed. Wait to see what it is. This, frankly, is messing with people's lives. And also telling the medical community, you know, I think I'm going to And uh, those two things just keep me away. People are just listening to audio. He's up there in a bunch of front of little kids who look like they're, you know, who didn't get selected to the cast of Stranger Things. These look like a bunch of confused little kids, which they are, but they're kids, so you can't really attack them. But, uh, yes, I'm going to, you know, lay that out there. Keep playing. Oh, here's the as quickly as possible. So right now. Yeah. <laughs> So he's about to veto here, sign, sign, sign off on it, um, a really hateful and hurtful GOP bill um, that would ban uh, gender-affirming care, I think is the, the way they put it. Mutilating uh, <laughs> kids, I think, would be the honest way to put it, and what I think both sides would have called it two decades ago. Um, yeah, he's showing off that he's doing that. He's got these kids around. I feel so bad for these kids. You know damn well that their parents are the ones who put this uh, poison in their brain. 
are now celebrating and are happy that their kids are the the face of this in Wisconsin. That little Timmy's not going to have his uh his little wee wee chopped off for gender affirmation. Sick, sick, sick stuff. Right, and this came up a little at the GOP debate right uh, last night as well, which is um you know not to get too ahead of where we are, but the idea that you have a right to mutilate your kid because and the government shouldn't get in the way because like small government or you know it's my liberty to have my kid mutilated by the medical system it's it's an insane idea and the idea also that the medical community always knows what they're doing is incredibly dangerous this is the same group of people who went around you know, drilling into people's brains and, you know, performing operations that damage people for life. You cannot just blindly always trust the medical community, especially how politically activated they, they've become over the last few years. There's no questioning of essentially the trans activist perspective in the medical industry right now. And I think everybody needs to take a step back and say, Look, we're moving too fast on this. These are all experimental treatments. These hormone treatments are all, I mean, all these puberty blockers and everything, they're all being prescribed off-label. This is not the intended use of these medications. These kids are being signed up for a huge medical experiment that nobody knows what the long-term impacts of it are going to be. These drugs haven't been tested for use like this. And it's dangerous. Somebody needs to stand up and say something. And, you know, some of the states fortunately have. But it's unfortunate that the kids in Wisconsin aren't going to get those protections. Yeah, our biggest hope uh, to put an end to the mutilation of kids, uh, believe it or not, it's going to be these insurance companies. Um, because the reason why the the health you know healthcare industry is so into it is because they are seeing dollar signs with these mentally ill little kids, these brainwashed little kids. Because each one of these kids going through these cares. Uh, even before you get, you know, body parts removed or added on. Oh, yeah. These are like half million worth of dollars between the hormones. Absolutely everything goes into it. It's dollar signs. So these insurance companies are eventually going to go, okay, all right, we, we have an issue. We're going to go out of business if we keep allowing these kids to get mutilated. They don't even care if the kids are getting mutilated. It's all about money. So right now they're making a killing off mm-hmm. of, you know, you know, corroding these little kids' minds, but eventually they're, they're going to say enough. And then once the insurance is out, these parents go, okay, I know we want little Timmy. I know we always wanted a girl, right? So, but now that insurance is out, you just want to raise a boy because I don't think we can fis- you know, fiscally afford to do all this. I don't think we have $500,000 laying around to transition this kid. Let's just raise him as a, you know, as a little, little boy. Uh, it's well, sick, yeah, so. and I mean, let your kid wear the clothes that they want. Let them do the activities that they want to do. There's no law saying your kid can't be a tomboy or something. It's not stopping any kid from, you know, going out and living their best life, doing whatever it is that they want to do. The idea, though, that we're going to medicalize kids because, you know, little Timmy likes Barbies, that we're now going to sign him up for a lifetime full of hormones and surgeries (sighs) and medical problems is absolutely insane and you know that's also why i think it's good that some states have allowed some of these patients that have regrets later to go back and sue because that also is going to pinch these people doing these procedures where it hurts which is in the pocketbook and you know they're going to come back and say look you approved me for this knowing that i had other mental health problems and without doing any serious vetting of, of and without me ever having gender dysphoria as a kid i just you know was having mental health problems when i was 16 and you signed me up for a bunch of surgeries you know on a moment's notice those 
people are going to get sued for medical malpractice and it's going to come yeah. back to bite them. Thank, thank goodness. Uh, we've referenced, referenced him in the past. I know you've had him on in the past. Uh, one of the few people that uh, Craig was actually able to book is Billboard Chris, um, mm-hmm. a fine, fine, good Canadian man. One of the big gotcha questions that he has, and it's very easy, right? Because we have common sense on your side. You don't have to you know, trick people. You just ask common sense things and you see their, their heads start to spin. They'll ask, do you think um, children uh, should be able to, without the parents' knowledge, be able to go out and uh, get a tattoo? Say, oh, no, no, that's a, you know, that's a permanent decision. You know, they're not, they're not there yet. Okay, do you think, you know, without the parents' uh, consent, do you think kids should be able to get, you know, gender-affirming care? Like, well, yeah, of course, you know, they know what they want. It's like, okay, you can't have both. You simply cannot right. have both. What if they want you to know? smoke cigarettes it, or do drugs? Like, no, no, can't do It's their that. choice, no, their no, body, no. their choice. Shout out. No, yeah. Yeah, it's bad. So good, good for uh, Billboard Chris. Um, yeah, we got a big GOP debate. We have a lot of clips to get through. But first, excuse me. Today's Callahan show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com. Use code word Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, for huge discounts. For example, the standard MyPillow, normally $69.98, is only $19.98 with code word Jerry. MyPillow's made in the USA. comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on. It makes a great gift. Get it now to support this show and strike back against cancel culture. As you know, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob by purchasing from MyPillow. Not only are you helping us out, but you're joining the fight against cancel culture. MyPillow, as you know, not available in big box stores but you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. MyPillow.com, code word Jerry, 800-893-7406, promo code Jerry. So there's no real right way to get into this because there's literally a thousand clips. We'll play them and react. Um, I'll be fully transparent. I did not even know this uh, debate was occurring. <laughs> I didn't know either until yesterday we were streaming on Rumble on our other on my podcast with my husband, the Burn Barrel Podcast. And nice we plug. were streaming on Rumble and Rumble had up their thing because it was shown on Rumble that said like, oh, GOP debate tonight. I was like, oh, OK, that's cool. Yeah. So they're doing a great job of marketing it. When Austin <laughs> here talking Dude, about right wing politics, I had no idea it happened. It's a bunch of people who have no shot winning acting like kids. It's f- annoying. Whoops. Whoops. Oh, well, well, whoops. 20, 25, 41 yeah, is I something it. I would jot down personally. But no, there were some entertaining clips that I saw. Oh, yeah. This was um, not like none of these people is going to be the presidential nominee unless like Trump's airplane falls out of the sky. But yes, but this was the best GOP debate yet because they just all went after each other. What is it that they say? Like the smaller the stakes, the more like viciously people will fight each other over it. So, you know, they're. They've never gone after each other harder than when they're all fighting over a very distant second place. Yeah, let's get to fat boy, Christy. Even said that you got into this race just to stop President Trump. His approval rating with Republicans is currently at 81 percent. Yours is at 25. Your best state is New Hampshire. And even there, two thirds of GOP voters say they would be angry and disappointed if you won. Respectfully, Governor, you have not stopped, Mr. Trump. And voters may wonder how you could possibly become the nominee of a party that does not appear to like you very much. Well, look, Megan, um, it's often very difficult to be the only person on the stage who's telling the truth and the only person who is taking on what needs to be taken on. I I look at my watch now. We're 17 minutes into this debate 
and except for your little speech in the beginning, we've had these three acting as if the race is between the four of us. The fifth guy, who doesn't have the guts to show up and stand here, he's the one who, as you just put it, is way ahead in the polls. That's why he's not there. He doesn't have to be. Yeah, yeah he, and he knows that. I don't know, Christie's whole act. I got news for you. He is now in the forefront. Like People do remember him, uh, the fat governor from New Jersey who had that big bridge uh, scandal. Mm-hmm. He's definitely, he, he no longer has the, the Republican values in mind. He's up there all about himself, probably trying to push a book. I don't know what his thing is, maybe to angle for a full-time position on MSNBC or something. But obviously, before he speaks, we know what his angle is. He's a fat, pretend, tough boy who hates Trump, will say what everyone else is scared to say. He's an absolute clown. Thank God. Thank God we have our little Vivek up there to be the mouthpiece for Trump and attack this, you know, this fat moron. But um, let's get into Nikki Haley, who, like we said, they're just saying she's the best chance to take down the evil orange man. I'm not sure about that. I want to say one thing about the tie to Ukraine, if I may. So foreign policy experience is not the same as foreign policy wisdom. I want everybody at home to know that I was the first person to say we need a reasonable peace deal in Ukraine. Now a lot of the neocons are quietly coming along to that position, with the exceptions of Nikki Haley and Joe Biden, who still support this, what I believe is pointless war in Ukraine. And I think those with foreign policy experience, one thing that Joe Biden and Nikki Haley have in common is that neither of them could even state for you three provinces in eastern Ukraine that they want to send our troops to actually fight for. Look at that. This is what I want people to understand. These people have, I mean, she has no idea what the hell the names of those provinces are, but she wants to send our sons and daughters and our troops and our military equipment to go fight it. So reject this myth that they've been selling you, that somebody had a cup of coffee stint at the UN and then makes eight million bucks after, has real foreign policy experience. It takes an outsider to see this through. Look at the blank expression. She doesn't know the names of the provinces that she wants to actually fight for. And there's her puppet masters right there. The donors. The donors right there. So bad. The last, the last 20 seconds of that, if you watch it on mute, you get, it just sums up everything perfectly. You have Vivek, you could tell. Uh, he's the one on the attack. Uh, Haley is sitting there looking mortified. She doesn't know what the hell is going on. And then DeSantis, who has nothing to do with this clip, is standing there. He's fidgeting. <laughs> he's doing the weird little smile. He doesn't know what to do with his hands. He's too weird. He's like a, not <laughs> he a robot. He's so weird. I so, so wish weird. he could be president. I wish he could be president, but unfortunately, elections don't work like that. I don't. Weirdos don't get elected. He'd be such a good president. He would. DeSantis would. He's just weird. He just can't get elected because he's weird. But I mean, yeah, he's, he's oh, DeSantis, DeSantis. I thought you were talking about Vivek. No, DeSantis would be a good president. He's just awkward as hell and is never going to get anyone's votes. Yeah, exactly. Vivek, has, Vivek has a better chance in the next 30 years. If I could years wave than, a magic uh, wand and definitely. make him president, I would do it in a second. But like you have to appeal to voters, unfortunately. So that's yeah, he's, just, he's just he's just too, but, too damn weird. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's, that this was honestly like career ending for Nikki Haley, just the expression on her, yeah, how blank well, she, she, she never, she never had a real chance, but yeah, this, this would put an end to it. Definitely name the provinces. I don't know. And the Jesus. moment to do it was right then, not stand there with that look on your face. It was so embarrassing. That's like Rick Perry not being able to name the third department he wants to eliminate level, just like brain fart. You can't, she can't continue like that i mean i would think all the Koch brothers network and all these big corporate donors who decided to pour money into her campaign yeah, must be mortified i don't know what bad they're investment. thinking but like i i would expect that she's gone after that honestly if you were asked to donate say five thousand dollars to uh nikki haley what's a better investment um either like 
60 to 70 cameos from uh, <laughs> our buddy who just got ousted or 5K to uh, Nikki Haley. I- I'm taking the 70 cameos. I don't know what I would do with them, uh, but I'll put some money back in. At uh, least you'll little... get something for it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 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 Um, let's get into a job of the HUD here, going on the uh, the attack again, trying to be the, the big bad boy that he wants to pretend he is. Let me just say this. You know, this is the kind of thing where he talks about experience. You know, I was the U.S. attorney in New Jersey when the terrorist attacks were launched against the United States in 2001. I brought the two first two cases in this country against terrorists who tried to attack us again. And I know about the threat of terrorism and bullying in this country and around the world. And at that time. He was learning about the provinces in Ukraine, sitting with his smart-ass mouth at Harvard. That's what was going on. And so, and the fact of the matter is, and back then he was a Democrat. So, you know, the fact, the fact is, the fact is that all he knows how to do. You're busy hugging Barack Obama. Thank you. All he knows how to do is insult good people who have committed their lives to public service and not say anything that moves the ball down the field for the United States. All right. Thank you, Governor Christie. Yeah, people in the crowd like that one. I don't know who they get to go to these <laughs> crowds. Uh, you know, it's always the same people. They'll they'll cheer Christie, they boo Vivek, but that's not the American, uh, average American voter who's going to vote right. He, he wasn't done going at him either. Let me tell you something. That's no that's reasonable. That's not my deal. That's that's not my deal yes, Chris. it's exactly what I'll, you said. I'll you my do deal this at every debate. I'll just, I'll you exactly say what no, I'm not, don't interrupt I'll me. I didn't interrupt you. Okay, you say Tell this, you, you, do this to die. you do go this at every debate. You go out on the stump and you say something. All of us see it on video. We confront you on the debate stage. You say you didn't say it, and then you back away. And I want to say exactly what, no, what I said, Chris. I'm not I done yet. Well, this now, is, look, this is a man is spewing nonsense. This is the fourth debate. Vivek's the fourth so debate that you would be voted in the first like 20 that. minutes as the most obnoxious blowhard in America. So <laughs> shut up. I'm going to respond to that. That's a good line. That's a good, that's a good line. We're and, uh, just roasting each other the whole debate. Well, that's why that's why I need the orange guy there. He would call. Keep in mind, Trump's six three, like two ninety. Although I love when he put out the fake. Uh, Wait to, to yeah, that's very, that very funny. Yeah, he's he's quite literally orange, a skin tone that is impossible to get naturally, and he's fat. But he would get up there; he would be saying so many funny things to Chris Christie that would just end him. I mean, we he took any little ounce of hope that Jeb Bush had of winning. And he had the last name, right? He he knows mm-hmm. he he could have done it. He took away Jeb Bush's presidential future. Within 10 minutes on a debate stage, he would absolutely bury Chris Christie. I don't know what nickname would he have. It would be weight-based. It would be fantastic. So I want Trump just to show up to one of these, calm fat, and walk off the stage. He should I, call, that would make me happy. He should call him Christie Cream. <laughs> Ooh, I don't hate that. That's I pretty, don't hate that. It's pretty good. Cut that out. We got to we got trademark. We got trade Christy Cream. <laughs> That's pretty good. Not bad. Not bad. Um, so the big winner, I would say, to me, I think we actually might have different answers here. Um, I think we could agree the losers are everybody who watched that live. Uh, the winner for me is, is still Vivek. I don't know. So I was going back and forth on this because he certainly is the story coming out of this debate is that everybody's talking once again about, you know, how Vivek acted on the debate stage because he was just like outrageous and all over the place and dissing people and whatever. You know, at one point he tried to do another high heel moment when he said, like, you can put lipstick on a Dick Cheney, but, it, you know, and but 
it wasn't um I don't know that it made him look good. Like I think it no. hurt other people. I definitely think he wrecked Nikki Haley's chances. Yep, she's done. Um I don't know that it helps him necessarily. Like I don't know that there's a bunch of people that watch that and were like who aren't already Trump voters, right? I don't know that there's a bunch of people that watch that and were like, yeah, Vivek's my guy. I'm going to vote for him now. Like, who whose voters? You're either talking, he either had to take DeSantis's voters, Nikki Haley's voters, or Chris Christie's voters, right? And who's going to go out there and like now, you know, now that Nikki Haley's going to be destroyed, I don't know, now I'm going to vote for Vivek. There's no, I don't see like what votes he picks up. So I don't know that this like, helps him move up in the polls necessarily. Yeah. I, I don't know what he's, it does for just... him other than, you know, it it hurts other people. I think, you know, I think Nikki Haley's hurt. I don't know. I feel like Chris Christie's kind of a neutral, like he is what people thought he was. If you liked him, you still like him. If not, you don't. Um yeah, those, oh yeah. those are Vivek's notes. <laughs> Nikki <laughs> equals corrupt notes. Very That's funny. his notes for the debate. He, he held it he, up. At he one had a point. tip. Yeah. He had to tip somebody off. Say, hey, listen, I'm, when, you know, in the 32 minute mark, I'm gonna put Nikki's corrupt. Please get the shot. Please, <laughs> please, please get the shot. So, but yeah, Let me I, ask I, you guys, I, I don't know. Let who me ask you guys a hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Hypothetical. I give you guys a a thing here. It's top secret stuff. Um, it's yes or no. If I give you a thing, you can sign the contract. Yes. Uh, for the next eight years, no questions asked. Chris Christie's your president. Are you signing that? Compared to like the alternative of we just let yeah, whoever just, gets elected. It's just, you, elected. You, just, you just know right now at 2024, 2028, and you assume he doesn't die of a heart attack. We get eight years of Chris Christie. Are you signing off on that? I'd probably sign that. No. I'd rather him than yeah, Joe. Yeah. B- I'm rather him than Joe better. Biden. I think we could do better in either I'd ra- 2024 I'd take or 2028. Yeah. One, one of those two elections, we would have somebody better. That's yeah, Craig. Point. You you said you said the safe answer, but I'm taking the gamble, uh, and I'm rolling the dice that we get the orange man in there in 2024. I know it's a gamble. I know it's a gamble, but I, I still think I'd, I'd I think, think the value way. of getting Biden out is more than the gamble. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I was curious to see. I'm glad you guys were split on that, uh, as am I. But, but Biden can, can only do one more term, though. So and I don't at, like at it, worst, though. you have well, a, you have Biden debatable. one more term. All right, and then- Biden feels like he's been president my entire friggin' life. I know, you know it, it is it is remarkable. And tr- tr- Trump's Trump's thing got hijacked by COVID. I don't even remember, like really remember too much of his you know his first two years just got absolutely overshadowed in the in the memory bank. But speaking of Trump, I think he will be the next president. And a uh, big question. Too. Uh, for a lot of people who are on the fence right now about voting for Trump is who will his vice president be? And uh, Melania, his wife is pushing for Tucker Carlson. Um, Do you guys think two questions? Do you think Tucker would do it? A, and then B, do you think Tucker would be the best choice for Trump? I do. I think that's the biggest slam dunk ticket I've ever seen. (laughs) Do you think, do you think Tucker would do it? That's the question. I think if Tucker was like, yes, Trump would have no doubt. And say yes. I mean, look what they walked out at the UFC event. And they're always together. So it might be happening. They're always together. I mean, I get it. I So I'm with you. I think that that would be great. I think people love Tucker. I think he's, you know, he's an iconoclast. He's not, he doesn't adhere to any one party's orthodoxy. He does his own thing. He's not afraid to attack people on the right or the left when he thinks he's wrong. They're wrong. He has his own opinions about things. Um I don't think he would do it. I I mean, I don't. I think he's too big in his own right to want to play second fiddle to somebody. I just think he he wouldn't. 
I think he has fun doing his own thing up in Maine, doing his stuff, interviewing whoever he wants, whether it's like rappers or whether it's, you know, wh- whatever he's into, he can do right now. I don't know that he's going to go and be vice president and go to like funerals of B-list yeah. foreign officials and stuff when President Trump can't make it. Like, I just don't see Tucker in that role. I mean, I, I think Tucker's I, fantastic. I, I, I don't think he would agree to do it. I tend to agree with you a little bit, but Patrick Bet David, who kind of came mm-hmm. into um, the Tucker scene right when he got fired from Fox, right. uh, before he made move over to X, formerly known as Twitter, he offered him something like $100 million and a, a bunch of um, add-ons, um, right. which I thought was a great deal at the time. And he says, uh, he didn't say anything concrete, but he says the vibe he picked up was that Tucker never really entertains his offer, not because it's a bad offer, but he has something already lined up. Mm-hmm. And he says he thinks that is uh, actually going to be uh, the next four years with Donald Trump. Um, so I take, he's, this guy, Pat, Pat Dave, very good. He's, he's, very he's right on a lot. So he's very smart. He's very, yeah, he's, he's fantastic. Great voice too. Great radio voice. Um, so I would tend to think that there may be something there. That's the one thing that kind of makes me think uh, that Tucker may entertain it. Um, I, I, if it's not VP, I think he'd be great uh, being the press secretary. Uh, <laughs> I just think he'd be, I think he'd be fantastic. He'd be the best press sec uh, in, in you know, oh, yeah. the U.S. history. But when you're by, Tucker by and you're super smart, he could do any of these things better than any of the other people doing them. I'm just not sure that's like the best, most useful place for Tucker. I think if anything, like Tucker himself would run for president in the future. But. Well, that's that's why you do four years of the VP, right? Because it would be it would be great. You'd have a lot of good moments. The funniest thing that I, that I would want to see in my brain as as I do it is Trump is up there and uh, he like calls on a reporter, then like insults her, and then you hear Tucker in the background like <laughs> that like crazy yeah. laugh. That would be a very yeah. very. So let me ask you this: Has there ever been a VP who has been? Um, more popular than the person who has been popular and who is who has parlayed the position into being a big figure. Like, has there ever been a VP that hasn't slightly been a joke? You guys aren't saying Tucker's more popular than Trump. I hope. I hope that's not what you're saying to me right now. Oh, I'm I think not. I think Tucker is. I mean, like, I I think he's less divisive than Trump. Oh, yeah, maybe. I would say that, but I don't I think there's a popular. whole bunch of people that just hear Trump and like can't control their immediate immune if, system if reaction. Tucker, They're like allergic Tucker, to the word Trump. If Tucker turns on Trump, everyone hates Tucker. If Trump turns on Tucker, everyone hates Tucker. Yeah. That's that that may be this may and there's not many things to compete against. That may have been the smartest thing Craig's ever said his entire life. Yeah. It's I mean like, that's I think just that was a, a fact. We just witness history. It's just we a just fact. witness history. I don't know that that's true. I mean, oh my I, god, has, it's Tucker such a has fact. said bad things about Trump though. You yeah, know, but and like, he wasn't on board passing. with twenty twenty four right away. You know what I mean? Like he was not all in on the campaign. He said he wasn't really until all these political prosecutions, which is I think where a lot of people are. I think Tucker's interesting because he's not necessarily like a straight up Trump guy. I think that's part of what makes him you know, really, really a powerful figure in media and in like, you know, conservative culture, but also in kind of media culture in general. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree to an extent, but no, what Craig said, I think is spot on. If Trump just went out, here's a line, we're done with Tucker. He's a sleazeball. I think a third of uh, Tucker's base drops off overnight. Minimum. 
Although, but then he'd probably pick up some new people who just hate Trump so much that uh, maybe they should start liking Tucker and whatnot. But um, let's end with what I talked about earlier. Great football game tonight. Uh, the Patriots. Craig, what's the record? Uh, two and nine. Two and ten. Yep. Two and nine head into Allegheny County, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to take on the Steelers. Now, you're so disconnected right now and so repulsed uh, by this. I doubt you've even seen the gambling line. Do you want to guess? Uh, Keep in mind, Kenny Pickett's out, so we're going against uh, you guys. Will be going up against Mitch Trubisky. Well, the the defense has been playing good, so I'm going to guess the line's not going to be as big as I would initially gather. So I'll go with eight and a half. The Steelers are laying six. Steelers are laying six. Take the Steelers. Don't think twice about it. And if you guys are looking for a quick little, if you're looking for a cameo uh, from from our buddy George Santos. Put $13 on J. Michael Hasty. He is now the backup running back uh, for the Patriots because Stevenson is out. 13 bucks is plus 1200 So that'll get you back 150 enough to buy a cameo. Patriots get crushed tonight. If they do score, it will be hasty. Enjoy it, Craig. I want you to watch every snap. Soak it in. Enjoy your bad football. I've been having bad football my entire life. You guys don't know how to deal with it. It's I don't, beautiful. I don't mind back bad football. It's when it's league-wide that it stinks. Yeah, no, it has been absolutely, absolutely boring. Alice, when the Pats game is on tonight, what will you guys be doing in in replacement of it? Oh, let's see. Today is Thursday, so uh, we have karate, and then we will be doing another Burn Barrel podcast. So shout out for the plug. As, there you go, as we always do. Yes, and I'll leave with you guys with this. Uh, back to the Burn Barrel, back to Alice. Thank you for doing, you know, filling in with us so much. Um, the one thing that could get me to stop supporting Trump is her husband's impression of Trump. He's been doing this thing. You got to put an end to it. You're the wife. You're in control. Put an <laughs> end to Tom Spaddix. This tr- Trump impression he's been doing, it's awful. It's actually making me dislike <laughs> It's a terrible Trump impression. It sounds nothing I might like be an Antifa within, in two weeks if he keeps doing this. I'm sick of it. Put an end to it, Tom. It's not funny. It's actually starting to get aggravating. I've had enough. But um, thank you, guys. Enjoy the Patriots tonight. Uh, good luck to Jerry next week, and we will see you soon. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.